goodness. Hi, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It's Andrew, the Mistress of Pop Culture. Hope you're all having a great start to the week. Uh, I am having a great start to the week. Although I will have to say my Monday was a little bit thrown up because I had a super bad migraine. You know those migraines that you get behind your left eye? Sometimes it's my right eye. Sometimes it was my left eye. I mean, Monday was my left eye. So I really do wonder about that. And I mean, eventually one day I will go to a doctor and be like, what's going on um, with my migraines? But I get them every so often. And this one was my left eye and it was so painful. And I took Advil and it didn't really do the trick. But then I realized maybe eating some food would help, and it actually did help. Uh, so food and lots of water, and I might take another two Advils now. So shout out to Advil and shout out to food for helping with migraines. Um, but you know what? Life could be a lot worse. But anyways, uh, I hope you're all having a great start to the week. It's, uh, I feel like this is going to be kind of a fast week. I'm optimistic about it because the day went by really, really quickly. Um, but who knows? Uh, I started today's episode off with, of course, one of my favorite songs ever, Tender- Tenderness by General Public, which is the uh, finale song in Clueless, one of my favorite movies ever. And, you know, yesterday's episode, I talked a lot about the Sex and the City, I don't want to even call it a reboot, I want to call it, call it a revival and or continuation of the original series, all of them being in their 50s. But I was thinking about, since we're in the era of reboots, we should. I wonder if like they'll ever bring back Clueless for like a reunion or just like a second movie. It's like... There's no way you could top that iconic movie because what made Clueless what it was is that it took place in the 80s, the fashion, the music, Cher, Dion, Amber, the uh, late great Brittany Murphy, Wallace Shawn, uh, Paul Rudd, uh, just the incredible cast, Donald Fajon. Um, but I just, I mean, in my like fantasy, it would come back. And, you know, I just want to know what Cher is up to these days because Alicia Silverstone is just an icon. She's that iconic voice. She's an adamant vegan, outspoken, you know, philanthropist and whatnot. And I love her and I love following her Instagram videos. And, you know, I love watching her little cooking segments online because she's super healthy and, you know, no animal cruelty, which is like, I'm like that too. But yeah, I love the movie Clueless, and it's uh, sort of been ringing in my ears, which means I probably should watch it soon, and I love that song. It's just iconic. But aside from that, that's pretty much all that's uh, going on since we last chatted yesterday. Um, I have four great stories for you guys today, uh, one of which is sort of an update with regards to more Sex and the City, and I said I was going to talk about any and all story that comes out post us talking about SJP announcing the... uh, comeback of her show, which is really exciting. But aside from that, not much is new. Uh, I saw some more apartments, which is fun, but it's also getting really tiring because, you know, I don't know if any of you listeners, I'm sure many of you do own homes or, you know, you're looking at homes or whatever you want to call it. It's a lot of work and it's getting really tiring. I mean, it's necessary to see everything out there, um, but it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm tired and I sort of just want to find the one, but you don't want to settle, but also you see something you love and then there's something else that comes along and you're like, you love that more. So I don't know. It's just a crazy time. But aside from that, I think I'm just going to hop right into the stories because I really want to sit down and watch Snow White and the Huntsman, which is on HBO Max. And I'm really excited because I haven't seen it since 2012 when I think the movie came out. So that's that. So without further ado, everybody, here are the four stories of the day. The first one being from page six. TikTok star apologizes to Kim, Kim and Kanye over hotel claim. Um, I reported a little... Uh, story or conjecture last week that Kanye was in cahoots with a makeup artist and a lot of people thought it was Jeffree Star and Jeffree Star sort of played along with it but in fact he was like no this rumor is bogus he put out a whole video about it so I guess TikTok the the TikToker who put out the video or uh, a story uh, you know that was conjecture but cooperating with the conjecture is speaking out so this is what that person said Um, TikTok star 
Cole Kerrigan has issued an apology to Kanye West and Kim Kardashian after he was hit with a cease and desist letter from West's ex-bodyguard. Ooh. Page Six reported... My goodness, I didn't know that. Page Six reported... Um, on Friday, the Kerrigan, a makeup influencer with nearly 350,000 followers, posted claims on the social media site that West one-time bodyguard Steve Stenoulis arranged a meeting for Kerrigan and West at a W Hotel in November. Uh, Stenoulis' lawyer slammed Kerrigan's allegations as completely false, entirely fa- completely and entirely false. He added that, that Stenoulis, quote, denies in the strongest terms all these false and defamatory statements and said Stenoulis had never heard of Kerrigan. <laughs> That's shady. On Sunday, Kerrigan posted a video of himself with the cease and desist letter apologizing to Wes and Kardashian. And while he didn't go so far to say he made up a story about Wes, he said he put the info there because Wes, quote, voted for Trump. Quote, in order for me to say out of court and not get sued, I have to issue an apology to Mr. Wes and, uh, and Kim Kardashian. Wes, the TikToker, said in the clip, quote, so hi, Kim. If you're watching this, I'm so sorry. Um, I honestly did this for the simple fact that your husband voted for Trump and we simply can't have that clownery in America. So you're welcome. <laughs> that guy has got some balls. He then says, quote, second of all, I hope this doesn't ruin the chances of me getting on the KKWPR list because I've been dying for one of those contour sticks. KKW's Kardashian's beauty line, which recently closed a $200 million deal with Cody. <laughs> uh, Sanulis told Page Six he stopped working for West in 2016. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sources also told Page Six that West had never heard of or met Kerrigan Stenulis, who became a filmmaker, is working on his latest movie, Red Money. Stenulis' legal letter demanded Kerrigan um, make an apology to him as well as Wes and Kardashian and stop posting about him. Kerrigan never made Stenulis in his post, but did include his image and name with some alleged direct messages. Page Six exclusively reported last week that Wes and Kardashian were headed for divorce. There have subsequently been wild, unconfirmed fan rumors about the pair. Well, I'm glad that the guy issued an apology, and I'm glad that he made the most of it and was really, really funny about how he went about it. Um, basically monetizing his apology for clout and to get on Kim Kardashian's uh, PR list, which is... Very funny, but also I totally understand that people are just like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, that's like crazy. Okay, anyway, second story of the day um, is from People Magazine. It's a little bit of an update uh, and our continuation of what we were talking about yesterday, which was, of course, Sarah Jessica Parker announcing that Sex and the City is coming back for 10 episodes on HBO Max. Um, there's been an update that Sarah Jessica Parker addresses Kim Cattrall's absence from Sex and the City <clears throat> revival. Sarah Jessica Parker, oh yeah, again, this is from People. Sarah Jessica Parker is addressing her relationship with former Sex and the City star Kim Cattrall. On Sunday, Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis confirmed the news of an upcoming HBO Max Sex and the City revival titled, and just like that, on Instagram, noticeably missing from the announcement, Cattrall, who starred as Samantha Jones in the original series, aka one of my favorite characters, Parker, 55, addressed Cattrall's absence from the project while responding to comments from fans on her Instagram post. By the way, before I even read this, SJP, I love it. She really engages with her fans on social media, which I think is an incredible way to be a celebrity and or have a big platform is to engage with her fans because they're essentially the reason why celebrities are who they are, why they have deals and jobs and fans and, you know, support. It's because of the fans, and is always responding to her lovely fans, and I love it. And most, most of the time, people are really, really nice, and it's awesome. You know, it's what a great direct line to your favorite celebrities. I mean, most don't. Like, I don't think Jennifer Aniston responds to people, but I think it's great that SJP does because she's the people of the woman, the uh, people of the crowd, celebrity of the people, people celebrity. I don't even know. You know what I'm trying to say there, don't you? <laughs> um, the comment was, quote, happy to see you back, but we'll miss Kim slash Samantha, one commenter wrote, to which Parker replied, we will too. We loved her so, X. 
Quote, she will always be there, and we were so excited. X Parker responded to another fan's remark about missing Cottrell's character. Um, blah, 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 sorry, there's a pop up. Uh, Cottrell 64 has publicly maintained that she would never return to the franchise. Parker shot down speculation of a feud on Instagram Sunday saying she never disliked Cottrell. Quote, no, I don't dislike her. I never said that, never would. Samantha isn't part of this story. She wrote that she will always be part of us, no matter where we are or what we do. X. Um, Parker said to reprise her role as fashion writer Carrie Bradshaw in the upcoming revival, while Davis, 55, and Nixon, 54, will return to play their original characters, Charlotte York, Golden Platt, and Miranda Hobbs, respectively. Quote, I couldn't help but wonder, where are they now, XSJ? At HBO Max, at Just Like That, hashtag, and Just Like That, hashtag SATC, next chapter. Parker wrote on Instagram alongside the teaser for the next installment. Um, in the video, Parker can be heard typing away at her computer, quote, the words, quote, and just like that, appear on the screen, followed by the story continues. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what this article is addressing. And then there's a great photo of Kim and SJP together. Well, we know Kim K, uh, Kim K, we know Kim Cattrall, of course, famously told Pierce Morgan that, you know, she was, uh, I guess, angry at SJP for reasons that nobody will ever know. But there's speculation that, of course, when the third movie was happening, that it, that uh, Warner Brothers, who produces the films, didn't give Cattrall a deal. Allegedly, allegedly, but that's not fact. Um... It's just sort of speculation. But uh, I, I, I'm down for the continuation of the series without Samantha. I mean, I loved her. I loved, she, I loved all four of them equally. And it's you know, definitely a piece of the puzzle miss, missing. But there's so many other great stories that can be told with the three of them. And um, I think, you know, in my dream world, they bring back Jennifer Hudson, who played Louise, Louise from St. Louis, who was Carrie's assistant in the first movie and brought her back to life. I would love if Jennifer Hudson came back because she was just such a staple on. She'd be such a fun part of that group. Also, bringing in, uh, you know, a man or woman of color or, or different sexual orientation would be great because that's the world we live in and I'm pretty sure that they're going to do something great because Michael Patrick King is, in fact, a genius writer and SJP and Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon are all executive producing the show, which means they're probably all going to be about inclusion and being in tune with the time. So, <laughs> can't wait for that. All right, third story of the day is from E! News. A little bit of a Vanderpump Rules update. Lisa Vanderpump gives her honest take on Stassi Schroeder's Vanderpump Rules firing. Very interesting. LVP is serving up her honest thoughts on Vanderpump Rules former cast members. Last year, original co-star Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Doty were fired from the Bravo hit Bravo series after former castmate Faith Stowers did a podcast interview and publicly accused them of calling police on her to report a false claim. Both have since apologized publicly. Quote, I think there was a little lack of self-awareness with Stassi, and I think she lived in her own little bubble. And again, I think Bravo did what they had to do at the time. I agree with that. Lisa showed on Monday, January 11th, in an episode of Dear Media's The Skinny Confidential in her podcast, quote, I think everything was so inflamed at that time, but it was an accumulation of things she'd done as well. It wasn't just one remark, and I think the fact that she was proactive in calling the, uh, with this whole faith situation just got... Just not the way to handle things. According to Faith, Stassi discussed how she and Kristen called the police to report Faith in April 2018 interview on the Bitch Bible podcast. The episode has since been taken down. Lisa said that she was unaware of the Faith incident until after the firings went down. Quote, I never heard that podcast. It was something I'd never heard, she said, uh, following continu- in a continuation of the quote. 
There's quite a big cast, and they're all going off doing these interviews. I don't hear any of them. So the story had never reached my ear. Sure, whatever they were talking about at the time, they thought was funny because they were saying, oh, yeah, we did this, we did that. But I certainly never heard that. I never listened to any of their interviews, quite frankly. <laughs> Lisa's so shady. She's probably so busy, though. Lisa also addressed a controversial 2018 incident where Stassi posted an Instagram story of her outfit with the caption, Nazi chic, adding, quote, oh, God. There have been these things when she said Nazi. She can say things that are provocative, very provocative. Having had my family live through World War II and Nazis being in the house, my grandparents' house being bombed in the war. I mean, there's a lot of people with so much history you can't be cavalier because you are young and unaware, Lisa shared. For that, I think you can grow. But when she was proactive, I think that's what they thought. Despite the various controversies, Lisa said, quote, in their defense, it wasn't the right way... It wasn't right what they did at all. But do I think they're racist? A thousand percent not. Because I have a very diverse, a lot of diverse people working for me. And they've all been very close over the years. So do I think it was a racist action? Not at all. I think it was just an awful, it was just awful timing, stupid and arrogant. Very, very true. And I'm actually really happy that Lisa addressed this because I know Stassi and Kristen were probably going through hell given after, you know, given the fact that what ha- they got fired and whatnot, especially Stassi during her pregnancy for all this to go down. Um, I... I don't think they're racist at all. I think it was just a stupid thing. But you have to remember, when all this happened, it was during the BLM protests. And, you know, that remember that actress calling out Leah Michelle for uh, what she said happened on the set of Glee? I don't even know what that girl's name was, but she's just sort of disappeared. Um, I never, I, I never, I do not stand for racism and I do not stand for, you know, the things that have gone down allegedly. But what I do also don't stand for is cancel culture. So... It's a really, really dicey situation, and I believe I read somewhere very recently Andy Cohen said he regrets firing Stassi and Kristen, but we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe things will change, um, and I think it was just everything was so inflamed, like Lisa said at the time, and actions had to be made uh, in the sort of tone of what was going down, so... Yeah. Okay. Fourth and final story of today is a bit of a political one in a way indirectly, but it's for all you football fans, even though I'm not a football fan, but I do know this person is because well, <laughs> I don't live under a rock to some TMZ. Bill Belichick rejects Trump's presidential medal of freedom. Wowza, that's a pretty big deal. Bill Belichick has just rejected Donald Trump, the Patriots head coach. Oh, also, I wanted to report the story because the Patriots, I'm from Massachusetts, so Pats, New England Patriots, duh. You put the put the things together. Bill Belichick has just rejected Donald Trump. The Patriots head coach said he will not accept POTUS's presidential medal of freedom, and it's all because of the rise of the U.S. Capitol. He's a good man. The uh, Bill Belichick, not Trump. The NFL coaching legend made the announcement Monday evening, saying he was initially flattered to be offered the award, but decided to ultimately turn it down after pro-Trump uh, after pro-Trump protesters ransacked D.C. last week. Yeah, but the president's being uh, he's basically being canceled on Trump, which is like you know, necessary. I'm just surprised it took four years, but like better now than never. Um, quote, recently I was offered the opportunity to receive the presidential medal of freedom, uh, which I was flattered by, but out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients, Belichick said. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred and the decision has been made to not move forward with the award. Belichick continued, quote, Above all, I am an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom, and democracy. Several notable figures and athletes have received the award recently with everyone from Tiger Woods, Lou Holtz, to Gary Player picking up the medal at Trump's White House. FYI, the Presidential Medal of Freedom is the nation's highest civilian honor, with the White House explaining the award is given to those, quote, who have made especially uh, meritorious contributions to the security and national interests of the United States. 
To world peace or to cultural and other significant public-private endeavors, Belichick and Trump have had an outstanding relationship over the years. In fact, in 2018, Trump appointed the New England legend to his Council of Sports, Fitness, and Nutrition. Of course, Belichick also famously wrote Trump a congratulatory letter, which Donald read on stage at a major event right before the 2016 election. Rolling my eyes, I know. You too. Um, In a statement rejecting the Presidential Medal of Freedom on Monday, Belichick added, quote, I know I also represent my family, the New England Patriots team. One of the most rewarding things in my professional career took place in 2020 when, um, through the greatest leadership within our team, conversations about social justice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront and became actions, continuing those efforts while remaining true to the people, team, and country. I love outweigh the benefits of any individual award. Fantastic. Very, very smart move. Um, You know, I'm definitely disappointed that Bill Belichick voted for Trump most likely in 2016, but hey, you live and you learn. People grow. It's fine. I'm not going to, you know, shun someone for their political views uh, at the time because obviously we're in a very different place and we, as a country, see the true colors of the president and that he is a nut job. (laughs) I know that's shady, but whatever. Um, I don't even care. The people that I'm like used to be friends with. I.e., like, I'm not even going to say their names, but I'm not friends with them anymore. I like cut them out of my inner circle. But that's just me. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening and tuning in as always. I am Andrew Dimitri, the Mr. Pop Culture. We consume my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Radio Public, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone. Um, those are our four stories of the day. I hope you all have a great Tuesday. Stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands. We're still in a global pandemic. And for those of you nurses and uh, folks, doctors on the front lines, congratulations. I, it warms my heart to see you all getting your second shots now of the COVID vaccine. That's incredible. So well-deserved. Um, and I extend my gratitude to you all. And uh, aside from that, thanks, everybody. I'll be in touch with you all tomorrow for Wednesday's episode, Hump Day. Uh, and we'll chat later. Bye-bye.